Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Uh, we're very, very excited to introduce to you our third host. She is very fantastic and new to the show business. And Johnny and I are very, very excited for you to meet her. So without further ado, she will introduce herself to you. Hi, all. My name is Ayla Hadi. As a storyteller from childhood, I've been drawn to our collective need to share tales. I don't have hands-on experience when it comes to the entertainment industry. So I will be your resident layman, here to give my thoughts on the arts. In my spare time, I love to read and write, and I've begun my journey in video work thanks to Allison's encouragement. Thank you, Ayla. We're here, we're ready, and the topic today is, of course, music as promised so we are excited to talk to you about a fun music video and the music video that we have for you all today is the one the only it's my life by bon jovi and that is awesome and i get very excited when i talk about bon jovi because bon jovi is somebody that i really respect in show business we can give our first impressions of the music video itself, and then we'll just roll out from there. So, Johnny, you can start with um, some of your first impressions after watching that music video after so many years, and then we can just roll out. So go ahead. Ah, I, I was so impressed looking at it, you know. It brought me back to the realization that there was a time around about the turn of 19s to the 20s uh, which was a strange time for everybody. I think it was one of those collectives again. Every now and then the world gets a collective. Um, that millennial thing got hyped. So. And uh, when you had videos in those days, it's like the videos seemed to compete with each other. Each video was like a movie, man. And you waited to see the video. You wanted to see the video, and you'd watch the video over and over. Yeah, it was, it was like that. And uh, I remember that so well. And it, it, it struck a chord at a time when just the right line was said for the people um, and especially for the youth at a time of, when isn't it uncertainty, I asked myself. But yes, it was extremely uncertain. And live my life. And, and, and that's one of the nicest lines ever, you know, to live my life. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, could I live my life? I've put a lot of addendums on it personally, you know what I mean? You know, I would want <laughs> like a couple of extras, uh, you know, just added on, but live my life, I'll go with that. And that became like a war cry for people. And it was a time of, of, of uh, songs that came that were war cries. You know, a lot of the bands started discovering that people needed a collective war cry to give them some kind of unity amongst each other because of the feelings of solidarity, very similar to, to now. Um, and, and within that, you know, you had these huge successes. 
And uh, Bon Jovi was like one of those guys that nobody disliked and some people were absolutely passionate about. Yeah, so uh, it worked in that way. It's not like he was ever in the, in the, in the bad column. You know, amongst anybody. I never heard anybody say, I hate John Bon Jovi. <laughs> no, I did not. No, I did not. No. And it is the first impression of watching that video is exactly that. It is that complete abandon to freedom. Mm. You know, it is that abandon to the innocence of freedom, the innocence of, of, of just, just go for it, man. Nothing matters. Just go, baby, go. Give it, yeah. give it, you know, and uh, that that was very much, I would say, yeah, predominantly, I would I would say, I went into the two thousands with a similar attitude, although I did have the same attitude, <laughs> but it seemed to be better, and going in with that, and he really was, he really was, and I mean, a lot of people have like now taken the song that read a lot into it which sounds very funny when you read it, you know. If you, if you go and read up any kind of, like, write-ups about the meaning of the song, it, it's quite funny because it's done in a very sort of, uh, you know, from a <laughs> book point of view. Yes. In the lyrics of, like, you know, so how, then, then he, you know, blah, blah, um, which yeah. is cool, which is cool, you know. And John, hey, Bon Jovi. You cannot diss that guy in any way. That's true. You cannot. You know, it's, uh, how can I say it? It's like one of those greats that came in was there and he, he never was, there's a difference between an artist and an entertainer. Mm -hmm. um, artists have it hard because generally artists will, will, will give what they've got and sometimes, you know, the, the people will latch onto it. And they'll hold, but then not for too long. Right. You know, whereas an entertainer knows what the commercial vacuum is and he knows how to fill it and his advice and such. And will continue probably for longer. But the quality of work that comes from, like, say, John Bon Jovi compared to bands that have, like, kept going just purely because they've, they've, they've gone right. with the commercial. They've moved into the entertainment. It's entertainment. He wasn't an entertainer. Yeah, and that's, uh, right. that's 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 really really important to talk about him as an entertainer, and we're gonna talk about the music business and and all that the junk in it today. I think, mm -hmm. and how people survive because I think people need to hear about it. And as me being in the entertainment business and especially mm -hmm. music, I've done the mm -hmm. music thing, but I didn't sell out. I think there's a there's a lot of people that don't know what goes on behind the music behind the yeah. scene and i think we're going to be really honest on this part about some of that stuff for people who are trying to get into it um but one thing i love about this music video is that you know john and the guys they are all very authentic in their music videos with their with their especially in this case because they just put them in that tunnel and then they just yeah lit up they weren't even in like the you know how they have two stage personas. yeah yeah they had yeah. a they were in more of their real stage person not not just a stage right. person that's out there for the people i felt they were really enjoying the moment of that recording session 
because it felt it fell down to earth to me. It felt like they were with you in a more authentic way in this video, because I know some of their videos get really like really weird, really quick <laughs> and more symbolic. And, you know, but this one was just more for felt more fun. Um, so I, it's like my first time watching the video. Of course, like I've heard the song throughout the years, but I've never actually watched the video. Uh, so it wow. was very much, yeah, it was like, I was, it, I, it took me back to the early two thousands that like kind of rocker music video style immediately. Um, and I thought it was nice how it was kind of a mix of a, narrative and performance kind of side of the storyline and it almost i mean from my perspective it almost seemed like they're tying that living your life and the digital life are kind of anachronistic towards each other because we start off with the main guy he's on the computer right that's the first image we see and then at the end, after everyone's rocking out and having a good time, we flash back to that empty chair with the um, sort of live stream of the performance. So it kind of felt like they were tying those things together. Um, and I thought that it was kind of cool how they didn't take the lyrics literally when it came to making their music video concept. So yeah, there was the line of, you know, uh, my heart is like an open highway, I think. And they didn't show an open highway, but it was very much like an urban setting with lots of cars and roads, that type of imagery happening, but it wasn't kind of a very literal showing of that lyric. Um, at times I felt a little overwhelmed because everything was just happening so fast. It was like, boom, different shot. We're moving to Bon Jovi. Boom. We're going back to the kid doing parkour. Boom. We're doing like a zoom in, zoom out. And I was like, like trying to keep up with everything, <laughs> but maybe that's just me watching the video as an older person, as opposed to like an angsty preteen when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. that you didn't see it when it came out. I saw it when it came out. So I was going back to that time in my history. But yeah, that's super. Oh, yeah. 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 To me, I think the weird thing is, is that when you speak to me about 2000, I still don't see it as history. This mm -hmm. is what's bizarre. You see, in my framework, when you say 2000, it's like it's just the other day, yesterday, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And, and still, but you brought up that thing, and it's wonderful, the fact that they didn't bump. And because the Bon Jovi managed to stick in between um, the, the pop, he stuck between pop, rock, and heavy metal. Yes, yeah. They in between those lines without going too heavy on any other lines. You see, mm -hmm. he stayed within the lines, and essentially, it was a time of feel-good music. And 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 he, for that age, for that youth, cracking on, and whoever uh, you know directed the, the the music video, big kudos for that because yeah. he struck on that one thing, you know, of like, how far will you go for the girl that you are in love with when you are 14, 15, 16, and the hormones are all pumping, and that's maybe you are like a loaded missile. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's genuine. And then people relate to that. Everybody relates to that. 
uh, I related to that. Um, and, and, and to the lengths that he went, and I, I you know, reminds me of the, all these things, which is, uh, that is, that is not an easy thing to do. Uh, you know, it sounds so easy, but in the creation of something, uh, for them to find that kind of a, 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 a relating uh, area, because everybody's scared to ever go near anything to do with love. Yeah. See, this is a tough call. It's a tough, it is, it is. I mean, movie it can just go corny in a second. Yeah. You know, or flat in a half a second. And uh, the leanings of the song were never pushed forward, like you say, the lyrics of the song were never hammered into anybody. You know, I think most, yeah. most the majority, if you ask them, they wouldn't remember the lyrics, but they'll remember a line. Mm. And the lines all had that, that feeling of positivity that was uh, rooted in a, in a truth for whoever wrote it, if that, if that uh, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I, I agree with that. It's, it's something where you, for this song particularly, like I always remember the chorus, but I forget the lyrics, the other parts of the lyrics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're correct. I feel that th this song has a space where you can, you can kind of just find what lyrics you want for your particular situation. For example, something might come out with a lyric and you're like, oh yeah, it's now or never or whatever the thing is. And you're like, That's the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, love and I mean, I find that, yeah, I find that very difficult. Uh, probably because I, my, my knowledge of, of like uh, current music as it's running oh, um, is slightly limited in many ways because there's certain areas that, that I haven't grown into. Mm. Um, doesn't mean I don't appreciate. So that was the time where you could still, I don't know if it's like that now, where you could still find a song that would suit your mood. It would yeah. say the words of how you were feeling. There are. There were always songs that would say the words of how you were feeling. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Now uh, I feel like it depends on the artist because there are some artists which really mm. do, but there are a lot of, they're mostly indie artists. And the other, the other artists that I've found like that are more mainstream, more poppy, poppity mm. pop, it's more just like party anthems or like, right. uh, you might feel something like, you know, you might feel a song. Maybe there will be a song or two or three mm -hmm. or a few. And I'm always looking for new music that kicks, that hits. Mm -hmm. I like stuff from classical to symphonic metal to whatever, right. like all kinds of music. So I'm always looking for things that hit for whatever we're doing corporate yeah. or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, a lot of it's just like this, this, the same thing. It's not yeah. that uh, it's kind of like just like consumery, if if you will. I don't know. Uh, no, it is. I mean, I it's straight consumer. Of course, yeah. it's consumer because I mean the demand for the style <laughs> is 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 like consistent, and in it mm -hmm. being consistent at the moment with the demand of style, and I, you know, each region changes, of course, you know, each country right. changes, but generally speaking. Even when I flip over, you know, into to other countries, I'm finding a similar thing there. It is non-confrontational music. Mm -hmm. um, 
In other words, it's, it's music that uh, can say words, can do things in the background. It's happening. Everybody's listening to it. So we've decided that's good and popular. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying popular, uh, you know, amongst an age group. So therefore, we'll take that one. Then you get some of the ones that come out a little bit more or more. You know, you get the Alicia Keys and these lot that come yes. out of things in the pop area. And then, and then, yeah, Alicia um, Keys is an exception to the rule, definitely. Well, there are. There are, you know, but there aren't many. That's mm-hmm. the thing. There aren't many. Um, so so it's also indicative of what the, what the society is, what the culture is at the moment, you know. We, it, it can change in a ticking. It can change in a moment. It really can. Because the moment, um, if the world had to change in any way, and now you're back into that same place of where we were uh, the end of the 90s into the twos, you know, a lot of conflict had been around. Uh, we eventually ended up in a place where there was relative peace. There's a prosperity as well amongst people. Or some I think regions, right? Feel good. <laughs> feel good and the, the, the fact that uh, you could feel that like yeah yeah i want to get out there and grab it like a grapefruit like a huge watermelon i want to eat it up you know mm. it's like that mm. no it's more like kind of well i don't know exactly but i'm sure uh, maybe uh, yeah. <laughs> you know hey. there's a lot of buts yeah there are a lot of questions but and I think there's also this idea that the music has to reach the whole world, right? So, like, mm-hmm. that's the question nowadays. But that's, anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, like, a new trend, apparently. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, continuing no. on this offshoot, but mm-hmm. there's, like, this new trend, I think, in the past year or so where um, record labels will kind of uh, dictate to their artists that um, their music needs to kind of cater to TikTok, meaning yes. that it needs to have yeah. a very catchy hook, something that's very easy to yeah, well, create a dance to or mm-hmm. yeah, create mm-hmm. trends. So I think like even like artists, big names like Dua Lipa have kind of spoken about it and that kind of being the new expectation moving forward with their songs. So I thought that was an interesting um, development. I mean, mm. Well, it's definitely. Truth, an absolute yeah. truth. It's become more so now than ever. I mean, record labels for them are producers, record producers, mm-hmm. and labels like the old days have changed radically. I think. Yeah, um, we'll get uh, to that in know, the next segment, though. But I don't yeah, want to get ahead of music, myself. The music, it's the whole thing has gotten a lot less, and uh, the guys that are carrying the overheads, um, they can't, they can't gamble. You know, they're not in a position to gamble, you know, uh, or take a chance on something uh, to be able to promote an artist, you know, in a form that is not uh, already a seller. Mm, yeah. Um, we'll talk yeah, about which that is too. understandable. It's understandable. I get that. I get that. You know, things change, but we have balance, you see, because mm-hmm. we also have the opening up of so much more in the entertainment field, in the, you know, uh, self-expressive uh, ways of technology where one can move ahead without a producer and like you can make your stuff and get out there. And if you work hard for this in the right ways and you're smart, you can promote your own material. Yep. You know? And radio is also another thing. It's, it's radio is not the commonality 
as much yeah. as it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone is looking for different things. So let's let, before we talk about the future of the industry, though, which we're almost on the cusp of ready to talk about right now, <laughs> let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's go back to the, let's go back to the video itself. Um, and think about, uh, Bon Jovi as, as an artist, let's talk about him. Let's talk about his, uh, what he was able to do for artists and what he, for what he still does. Cause he still performs sometimes when he feels like it, mm. but not. often. <laughs> so like for me, I think of two thousands is like, it's not ancient history by any sense of the imagination. In fact, to me, it feels like just the other day, but mm. when we look at this video, it's like, Oh my goodness, this was the analog time when we were before mm. the digital digital sound systems. Like I learned on the, old analog and on Allen and Heath boards that like requires two or three people to run. If you're running a big theater show, so we had like more than a hundred channels and whatever. And I remember like when this video came out, this is when, uh, let's see this. When did it come out? Hold on. Let me take a look. It came out exactly. Well, basically it broke in 2000. Yeah. So that's it ba- broke in 2000. Basically yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it is like you can't say on that cusp. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like just gives me a lot of memories of how we used to set up for shows, how hot shows were. Like, for example, this this particular scene had to be very warm for shooting because remember those uh, old like those old arc lights and everything before LED? This this yeah. had to be a really warm shoot. And so let's yeah. talk about maybe Johnny. If you, yeah. if you will indulge me, let's talk about a little bit about how, um, and this can transition us into the future of the industry. Let's talk a little bit about industry touring past and uh, music business past, which is like Christmas past, if you will. And then we go to the, to the, <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past. We're going to quote Dickens. Yeah. I will say the ghost of, cor- of touring past. Yeah. I'll start with one observation. So before when we used to tour stuff like tour shows or do like even just multiple shows in the city, same city, it was it was a lot more, I think, in the moment. We didn't really think about filming. We didn't think about uh, social media, of course, because there was none. We focused on providing an excellent experience for the audience and the audience came because they knew that experience was going to be there. And that's the only time you were going to see that thing, unless you had money to go to God knows where for the next stop of the tour. And of course the groupies would follow around. So when, for example, when I was doing the underground hip hop and, and R and B stuff, we would have the artists coming in for like maybe just one day, or maybe you get several days at different venues. And sometimes I would work different venues at that time because I was just starting. Um, But I remember that we would be so excited when the band came in with whatever show, like if I was going to a show, if I was working for a show, because that was that time, that moment, when you haven't seen them on social media constantly, you haven't been bombarded with their face. Just that moment when they come out, and everyone's like, ah! and it's like, yeah. it's glorious. And as the sound person, I remember just like, you bring that fader up for the first note of the song and you're just like, yeah, this is awesome. It's so much fun. And then you just like 
enjoy. So that's yeah. what I will always remember about the analog days for concerts and concert touring, because it just felt like the whole environment, I guess what I will say is that obviously the sound was warmer because analog sound is warmer, but I also enjoyed the environment it was so much warmer. It didn't feel so, so static yeah. or stage. So I wanted to know what's your impression of, of that time and what are things that maybe we lost from that time? And then we're going to move into the future. Yeah, it definitely was. And I mean, the whole build up and, and the kind of bands that were playing right in from the, you know, that, that ranged through the 90s. And then the, the basically the new blood came in the 90s, you know, mm -hmm. whereas you had your, your, your revolutionaries previous. And uh, during the 90s is where, you know, a lot of feeling around of music happened, of, of different styles, kinds, artists, yeah. et cetera, booming, blah, blah. Uh, one had a smorgasbord, really, uh, of choice, mm -hmm. um, uh, which you That's do fun. today. But the thing is, when you have too much choice, it then puts you in the position of no choice. Yeah. So uh, when we exactly the same thing when the circus moved the circus moved and the circus moved together and you set it up together and you know i mean it's even freaky if you think back which is not too long ago to like the stevie ray vaughan's yeah where we still had the time where these solo guitarists were so big the yes, solo guitarists were gods they were gods of that you know it was it was part of it um you know uh and, and, and then how that then became, as we moved into the digital age, how uh, people were able to like then own um, their own concepts in the sense yeah. of they didn't have to then Now there's two parts to that because one is yes, uh, you can then completely find what is your, your vision. I totally lovely, but so much is then left out as to what can be brought to the party. Mm -hmm. You know, what gets brought to the party? Who adds to that? Because it, it, one of the beautiful things about creating is when creating on your own is, is fine, you have control, but creating with many or with artists that are like of high caliber that you bring in, yes, you put them on the stage, then now you want them to do what you want. Whereas when you stop doing that and you actually open it up and like give yourself that, 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 that you have enough trust mm -hmm. that you leave it open and then they come in with their thing and oh, baby. Yeah, then you have a oh, show. Baby. Then you what have a wonderful show. surprise. Yes. Yeah. Then you have now a show. Now we're dealing a little bit more, yeah, what it is. You know, it is what it is. But I can tell you now that where have the protest songs gone? Where have the uh, the songs that that speak of like this, you know, uh, 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 that bring in that element of the falling in love, the the innocences, these things we've lost innocence, which I is fine, but it is got to happen, man. When you like exposed to everything, you kind of lose a little bit of yeah. You lose a little yeah, yeah, we get, we, we're getting, yeah, we're not jaded More yet. jaded. We yeah. Be, uh... We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. 
Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week. <laughs>